section eleven of the three impostors by arthur Mackin. this librivox recording is in the public domain part five of novel of the black seal several years elapsed before i was enabled to add to the contents of the drawer and the second find was in reality not a valuable one for it was a mere repetition of the first with only the variation of another and distant locality yet i gained something for in the second case as in the first the tragedy took place in a desolate and lonely country and so far my theory seemed justified but the third piece was to me far more decisive again among outland hills far even from a main road of traffic an old man was found done to death and the instrument of execution was left beside him here indeed there were rumour and conjecture for the deadly tool was a primitive stone axe bound by gut to the wooden handle and surmises the most extravagant and improbable were indulged in yet as i thought with a kind of glee the wildest conjectures went far astray and i took the pains to enter into correspondence with the local doctor who was called at the inquest he a man of some acuteness was dumbfounded it will not do to speak of these things in country places he wrote to me but frankly there is some hideous mystery here i have obtained possession of the stone axe and have been curious as to test its powers i took it into the back yard of my house one sunday afternoon when my family and the servants were all out and there sheltered by the poplar hedges i made my experiments i found the thing utterly unmanageable whether there is some peculiar balance some nice adjustment of weights which require incessant practice or whether an effectual blow can be struck only by a certain trick of the muscles i do not know but i can assure you that i went into the house with but a sorry opinion of my athletic capacities i was like an inexperienced man trying putting the hammer the force exerted seemed to return on oneself and i found myself hurled backwards with violence while the axe fell harmless to the ground on another occasion i tried the experiment with a clever woodman of the place but this man who had handled his axe for forty years could do nothing with the stone implement and missed every stroke most ludicrously in short if it were not so supremely absurd i should say that for four thousand years no one on earth could have struck an effective blow with the tool that undoubtedly was used to murder the old man this as may be imagined was to me rare news and afterwards when i heard the whole story and learned that the unfortunate old man had babbled tales of what might be seen at night on a certain wild hillside hinting at unheard-of wonders and that he had been found cold one morning on the very hill in question my exultation was extreme for i felt i was leaving conjecture far behind me but the next step was of still greater importance i had possessed for many years an extraordinary stone seal a piece of dull black stone two inches long from the handle to the stamp and the stamping end a rough hexagon an inch 
and a quarter in diameter altogether it presented the appearance of an enlarged tobacco stopper of an old-fashioned make it had been sent to me by an agent of the east who informed me that it had been found near the site of the ancient babylon but the characters engraved on the seal were to me an intolerable puzzle somewhat of the cuneiform pattern there were yet striking differences which i detected at the first glance and all efforts to read the inscription on the hypothesis that the rules for deciphering the arrow-headed writing would apply proved futile a riddle such as this stung my pride and at odd moments i would take the black seal out of the cabinet and scrutinize it with so much idle perseverance that every letter was familiar to my mind and i could have drawn the inscription from memory without the slightest error judge then of my surprise when i one day received from a correspondent in the west of england a letter and an enclosure that positively left me thunderstruck i saw carefully traced on the large piece of paper the very characters of the black seal without alteration of any kind and above the inscription my friend had written inscription found on a limestone rock on the grey hills monmouthshire done in some red earth and quite recent i turned to the letter my friend wrote i send you the enclosed inscription with all due reserve a shepherd who passed by the stone a week ago swears that there was then no mark of any kind the characters as i have noted are formed by drawing some red earth over the stone and are of an average height of one inch they look to me like a kind of cuneiform character a good deal altered but this of course is impossible it may be either a hoax or more probably some scribble of the gypsies who are plentiful enough in this wild country they have as you are aware many hieroglyphics which they use in communicating with one another i happened to visit the stone in question two days ago in connection with a rather painful incident which has occurred here as it may be supposed i wrote immediately to my friend thanking him for the copy of the inscription and asking him in a casual manner the history of the incident he mentioned to be brief i heard that a woman named cradock who had lost her husband a day before had set out to communicate the sad news to a cousin who lived some five miles away she took a short cut which led by the grey hills mrs cradock who was then quite a young woman never arrived at her relative's house late that night a farmer who had lost a couple of sheep supposed to have wandered from the flock was walking over the grey hills with a lantern and his dog his attention was attracted by a noise which he described as a kind of wailing mournful and pitiable to hear and guided by the sound he found the unfortunate mrs cradock crouched on the ground by the limestone rock swaying her body to and fro and lamenting and crying in so heart-rending a manner that the farmer was as he says at first obliged to stop his ears or he would have run away the woman allowed herself to be taken home and a neighbor came to see to her necessities all the night she never ceased her crying 
mixing her lament with words of some unintelligible jargon and when the doctor arrived he pronounced her insane she lay on her bed for a week now wailing as people said like one lost and damned for eternity and now sunk in a heavy coma it was thought that grief at the loss of her husband had unsettled her mind and the medical man did not at one time expect her to live i need not say that i was deeply interested in this story and i made my friend write to me at intervals with all the particulars of the case i heard then that in the course of six weeks the woman gradually recovered the use of her faculties and some months later she gave birth to a son christian gervaise who unhappily proved to be of weak intellect such were the facts known to the village but to me while i whitened at the suggested thought of the hideous enormities that had doubtless been committed all this was nothing short of conviction and i incautiously hazarded a hint of something like the truth to some scientific friends the moment the words had left my lips i bitterly regretted having spoken and thus given away the great secret of my life but with a good deal of relief mixed with indignation i found my fears altogether misplaced for my friends ridiculed me to my face and i was regarded as a madman and beneath a natural anger i chuckled to myself feeling as secure amidst these blockheads as if i had confided what i knew to the desert sands but now knowing so much i resolved i would know all and i concentrated my efforts on the task of deciphering the inscription on the black seal for many years i made this puzzle the sole object of my leisure moments for the greater portion of my time was of course devoted to other duties and it was only now and then that i could snatch a week of clear research if i were to tell the full history of this curious investigation this statement would be wearisome to the extreme for it would contain simply the account of long and tedious failure but what i knew already of ancient scripts i was well equipped for the chase as i always termed it to myself i had correspondence amongst all the scientific men in europe and indeed in the world and i could not believe that in these days any character however ancient and however perplexed could long resist the searchlight i should bring to bear upon it yet in point of fact it was fully fourteen years before i succeeded with every year my professional duties increased and my leisure became smaller this no doubt retarded me a good deal and yet when i look back on those years i am astonished at the vast scope of my investigation of the black seal i made my bureau a centre and from all the world and from all the ages i gathered transcripts of ancient writing nothing i resolved should pass me unawares and the faintest hint should be welcomed and followed up but as one covert after another was tried and proved empty of result i began in the course of years to despair and to wonder whether the black seal were the sole relic of some race that had vanished from the world and left no other trace of its existence had perished in fine as atlantis is said to have done 
in some great cataclysm its secrets perhaps drowned beneath the ocean or moulded into the hearts of the hills the thought chilled my warmth a little and though i still persevered it was no longer with the same certainty of faith a chance came to the rescue i was staying in a considerable town in the north of england and took the opportunity of going over the very creditable museum that had for some time been established in the place the curator was one of my correspondents and as we were looking through one of the mineral cases my attention was struck by a specimen a piece of black stone some four inches square the appearance of which reminded me in a measure of the black seal i took it up carelessly and was turning it over in my hand when i saw to my astonishment that the underside was inscribed i said quietly enough to my friend the curator that the specimen interested me and that i should be much obliged if he would allow me to take it with me to my hotel for a couple of days he of course made no objection and i hurried to my rooms and found that my first glance had not deceived me there were two inscriptions one in the regular cuneiform character another in the character of the black seal and i realized that my task was accomplished i made an exact copy of the two inscriptions and when i got to my london study and had the seal before me i was able seriously to grapple with the great problem the interpreting inscription on the museum specimen though in itself curious enough did not bear on my quest but the transliteration made me master of the secret of the black seal conjecture of course had to enter into my calculations there was here and there uncertainty about a particular ideograph and one sign recurring again and again on the seal baffled me for many successive nights but at last the secret stood open before me in plain english and i read the key of the awful transmutation of the hills the last word was hardly written when with fingers all trembling and unsteady i tore the scrap of paper into the minutest fragments and saw them flame and blacken in the red hollow of the fire and then i crushed the gray films that remained into finest powder never since then have i written those words never will i write the phrases which tell how man can be reduced to the slime from which he came and be forced to put on the flesh of the reptile and the snake there was now but one thing remaining i knew but i desired to see and i was after some time able to take a house in the neighbourhood of the grey hills and not far from the cottage where mrs craddock and her son gervaise resided i need not go into a full and detailed account of the apparently inexplicable events which have occurred here where i am writing this i knew that i should find in gervaise craddock something of the blood of the little people i found later that he had more than once encountered his kinsmen in lonely places in that lonely land when i was summoned one day to the garden and found him in a seizure speaking or hissing the ghastly jargon of the black seal i am afraid that exultation prevailed over pity 
i heard bursting from his lips the secrets of the underworld and the word of dread ishakshar Signification of which I must be excused from giving. But there is one incident I cannot pass over unnoticed. In the waste hollow of the night, I awoke at the sound of those hissing syllables I knew so well, and on going to the wretched boy's room, I found him convulsed and foaming at the mouth, struggling on the bed as if he strove to escape the grasp of writhing demons i took him down to my room and lit the lamp while he lay twisting on the floor calling on the power within his flesh to leave him i saw his body swell and become distended as a bladder while the face blackened before my eyes and then at the crisis i did what was necessary according to the directions on the seal and putting all scruple on one side i became a man of science observant of what was passing yet the sight i had to witness was horrible almost beyond the power of human conception and the most fearful fantasy something pushed out from the body there on the floor and stretched forth a slimy wavering tentacle across the room grasped the bust upon the cupboard and laid it down on my desk when it was over and i was left to walk up and down all the rest of the night white and shuddering with sweat pouring from my flesh i vainly tried to reason within myself i said truly enough that i had seen nothing really supernatural that a snail pushing out his horns and drawing them in was but an instance on a smaller scale of what i had witnessed and yet horror broke through all such reasonings and left me shattered and loathing myself for the share i had taken in the night's work there is little more to be said i am going now to the final trial and encounter for i have determined that there shall be nothing wanting and i shall meet the little people face to face i shall have the black seal and the knowledge of its secrets to help me and if i unhappily do not return from my journey there is no need to conjure up here a picture of the awfulness of my fate pausing a little at the end of professor gregg's statement miss lally continued her tale in the following words such was the almost incredible story that the professor had left behind him when i had finished reading it it was late at night but the next morning i took morgan with me and we proceeded to search the gray hills for some trace of the lost professor i will not weary you with a description of the savage desolation of that tract of country a tract of utterest loneliness of bare green hills dotted over with grey limestone boulders worn by the ravages of time into fantastic semblances of men and beasts finally after many hours of weary searching we found what i told you the watch and chain and purse and the ring wrapped in a piece of coarse parchment when morgan cut the gut that bound the parcel together and i saw the professor's property i burst into tears but the sight of the dreaded characters of the black seal repeated on the parchment froze me to silent horror and i think i understood for the first time the awful fate that had come upon my late employer i have only to add that professor gregg's lawyer treated my account of what had happened as a fairy tale 
and refused even to glance at the documents i laid before him it was he who was responsible for the statement that appeared in the public press to the effect that professor gregg had been drowned and that his body must have been swept into the open sea miss lally stopped speaking and looked at mr phillips with a glance of some inquiry he for his part was sunken in a deep reverie of thought and when he looked up and saw the bustle of the evening gathering in the square men and women hurrying to partake of dinner and crowds already besetting the music halls all the hum and press of actual life seemed unreal and visionary a dream in the morning after an awakening i thank you he said at last for your most interesting story interesting to me because i feel fully convinced of its exact truth sir said the lady with some energy of indignation you grieve and offend me do you think i should waste my time and yours by concocting fictions on a bench in leicester square pardon me miss lally you have a little misunderstood me before you began i knew that whatever you told would be told in good faith but your experiences have a far higher value than that of bona fides the most extraordinary circumstances in your account are in perfect harmony with the very latest scientific theories professor lodge would i am sure value a communication from you extremely i was charmed from the first by his daring hypothesis and explanation of the wonders of spiritualism so called but your narrative puts the whole matter out of the range of mere hypothesis alas sir all this will not help me you forget i have lost my brother under the most startling and dreadful circumstances again i ask you did you not see him as you came here his black whiskers his spectacles his timid glance to right and left think do not these particulars recall his face to your memory i am sorry to say i have never seen any one of the kind said phillips who had forgotten all about the missing brother but let me ask you a few questions did you not notice whether professor gregg pardon me sir i have stayed too long my employers will be expecting me i thank you for your sympathy good-bye before mr phillips had recovered from his amazement at this abrupt departure miss lally had disappeared from his gaze passing into the crowd that now thronged the approaches to the empire he walked home in a pensive frame of mind and drank too much tea at ten o'clock he had made his third brew and had sketched out the outlines of a little work to be called protoplasmic reversion end of novel of the black seal